They're tuning in. It's just easier for me to function if I don't have any type of bright light. Now, fortunately, I have people, number one, that can set me up uh, with the program. And then number two, like so much of this, I just know and memorize now. I want to be very clear. I mean, I, I have sight, but it's diminished right now. Um, but the sensitivity to light just causes more problems. So it's easier for me. I know it's hard. If you're tuning in on Facebook Live, uh, listen, folks, I have a couple options. Either I don't do the show on Facebook Live or I do it under the guise where I, the room is darker and I, it's just easy. I know it, but it, it's easier for me if I have sunglasses on. And so it is what it is. I am. Um, it's like fingers crossed. Uh, but I, I don't want to dwell too much on it. But I do want to, obviously, the program is very important to me. Coming up at 1 o'clock, we're going to carry the Governor Amundo press briefing. This will be the first one that I'm going to miss. But it's just easier for me right now. Let's take it. We're going to take it a day at a time. Uh, we're going to see where this goes. And um, no no jumping to conclusions one way or the other. So it's um, it's really a day-by-day type of situation. But this portion of the program, as I said, I mean, I right now, I, uh, I feel okay. I, um, it's for different reasons, folks. It's, um, you get the type of headaches. I mean, I have, a, I have somewhat of a headache, but not enough that I couldn't do the program. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it is earlier. Uh, I, I had the type of headache where then you get nauseous and, and you're so... It's such a headache and you're nauseous that you vomit. But I actually feel uh, relatively okay right now. A little bit of a headache. I do not believe it's not a COVID headache. It is related to uh, the situation with the vision. Uh, but I, I got a good night's sleep last night. I am following doctor's orders. And one of the things is to try to um, just uh, incredible sensitivity to light. So with that said. Uh, anyone that is just, you know, when people send messages like, hey, what's going on? Listen, I, I can't explain to like 1,000 people. So I'm trying, and I don't I don't mean that in, in to be uh, rude or, of course, I'm appreciative that someone is like, hey, what's what's going on? And I'm, I'm not saying I'm not appreciative of that. But I, I did post a uh, statement on the website, dipetro.com. And so uh, for someone who's just coming in late and who, you know, listen, it's summertime. And people are away or they're preoccupied with other things. It's much easier if people just go to the website and you can just read a brief statement. That's why I put it out. I know people mean well, but when you have 1,000 people sending you an email, hey, what happened to you? Um, I mean, I, I say go to the website. I don't know how else to, to describe it. But if you go to the website, the statement is right there. Other people have been kind of following this since Saturday night, so they need less of an, an explanation. I also want to, once again, folks, um, I want to uh, <coughs> commend the Providence Police. They have just been tremendous. I don't want to say too much about it. Listen, they're investigating, and there's limited what I'm going to say about it. I, it's the uh, the the vision thing. It's it's unavoidable. I can't not address it. It's not certainly what it was um but let's just say that if you go to the website i did put out a statement about it and it'll go from there i'll also say um i I, i'm number one i'm grateful and thankful for those that have been uh, helping me out with the program people have been helping me out uh with social media whether it's jacqueline claire or my friend john was helping me with that and posting different things and you have to realize um, also, there are, I'm, I'm very fortunate I have assistance with the website, topetro.com, to kind of keep that up. So I can obviously talk and, and dictate things. Uh, but right now, if I'm going to try to pull this off, which I want to and think I can, I think I can, um, I just, it's much easier with uh, the sensitivity to light and, and diminish, and, and it's easier for me to function in this way. So I think, you know, the governor's coming up at one. And uh, we're going to carry that live as I have been doing. This will be, as I said, this will be the first one I'm actually going to miss. And I know I feel bad. I apologize to the number of people sending me questions. Can you ask the governor about this or ask the governor about that? I cannot today, uh, but will I hope to be back next week? But we're going to just take it a day at a time. In the meantime, 
this this portion of the program is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Now, folks, I have people reaching out and thank you, saying if there's anything I can do, if I can help you in any way, there is. There is, as a matter of fact. You can support our sponsors. And uh, the show goes on. And we're not going to let these protesters uh, end the program in a good way is to support the people that sport Juan, like PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, Rhode Island's number one garden center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown, right off of Route 4. Look for them on Facebook. I can do all of this by memory. I'm like President Trump with that memory test he had to take. Person, woman, camera, something. Um, he has a better memory than I do. But PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, look for them on Facebook. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3680 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. They also have a, a good website, prmaterials.shop. They have 12-inch pots of perennials, hibiscus, 12-inch pots of delilahs, assorted colors. For those saying, hey, Juan, you know, how can yeah, you can. I love the people. If there's anything I can do to help, there is. You can visit and stop in, for example, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. So I do want to apologize to people that are tuning in, and I think they're tuning in on Facebook Live. I insisted to Jacqueline Claire that I wanted to do it. Um, it's been going so well, folks. I mean, there's part of that that it's just been going so well. Um, and, and again, I, I want to thank those of you that follow it. I rely on um, Team DePietro here. Jacqueline and Kate do such a great job. Uh, Jacqueline has stepped up. You know, uh, she told me, and I'll have to, but the numbers from Saturday night. Folks, you want to wonder just uh, why Why was I targeted? Well, you know, number one, I also posted, there's nothing I can do. Um, I get, you know, these ridiculous messages from the protesters, and it's like, ha, 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 and that type of thing. I, I'm not... I'm not. They're, they're, they're just dirtbags. Uh, they're not. They're dirtbags. They're not peaceful. I support the police. Um, I'm very happy with the coverage we provided Saturday Saturday evening and and very soon. I'm not. I haven't seen it, but I've heard. Folks, think of this right now. Whatever it is, twelve after twelve on Wednesday afternoon. To to just give you an idea how much the Facebook Live. And me going out live to places. Now, think about this. Um, I was the only one that was at Governor Mundo's house the night that those protesters showed up. We broke the story with Igliosi, <clears throat> that his house was vandalized. He had police protection. The media was at least two days late on that. We were the first ones out with uh, Matt and Allie's Donuts. And then after that or the next day, then the rest of them started to catch up. So we have been out in front. Many of you that have followed, I have gone inside with these, uh, quote, peaceful protesters and exposing that it is a message of hate, that it is a message of destruction, that it is a message of blank the police, blank the president, blank you, you know, and everything else. And but on Saturday night. We, we actually, and I'll have to, I think they're going to be posted later. Uh, Jacqueline's going to post them later. Folks, our numbers on Saturday night on Facebook Live now, think of this, we're higher than Channel 10. Now, as someone that grew up in Rhode Island, uh, Channel 10 is the force. Channel 10, and I, I like the people at Channel 12, and I think Channel 12 does a very good job. But Channel 10 has always been the gold standard, the mainstay. Think of that. Saturday night. More people were watching me on Facebook Live than when NBC10, they did a Facebook Live. So I think that's significant. I think it shows you how much that has spread out. I want to thank everyone that does tune in um, and support that. But I do it because I started doing that because, like many of you, I just I became frustrated by by some of the coverage and also the vehicle that Facebook Live has become. I mean, you didn't have this, whatever, a while ago, and we didn't have these types of situations. So the two kind of met, and I became frustrated because I felt that the real message, as someone that, you know, I absorb information, I follow information, people that can tell me or show me something that I don't know, I I find valuable. And I felt 
a lot of the coverage, all due respect to the local people who I know get very upset because I'm, I question some of the coverage. Um, I found it lacking. I found it was not going fully inside. I found people were there because they were told to go and cover the story, if that makes sense. They were assigned to do it. And no one was assigning me, right? It's just news. I think, first of all, I wanted to know what was really going on. I thought you would want to know what's what's really going on. And I think one of the best illustrations was when I covered one of the first uh, defund, when we covered one of the first defund the police protests, when you got there, they had people, okay, media, you got to talk to this person, and these are the two people you can talk to, and you got to stand over here, blah, blah, blah. And then sure enough, um, those of you that follow the show know on the news, they, they just run the comments from these two assigned people where I felt like, why, why should they dictate uh, who we can talk to? Why not? Why can't I talk to the people that are saying, yeah, I want to burn the city down or, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm glad they vandalized the mall or I'm glad that they burned down downtown. Uh, I'm not going to follow where these two, you know, protesters are saying, oh, no, no, you just talk to these people. You just talk. No, those are the ones you talk to. And they're usually, you know, these people that uh, many of them, they, they are. They went their Ivy League education. They went off track somewhere, and now they're just full-time anti-anarchists, anti-police, anti-government, and they're very well-spoken. And they give this thing of like, oh, no, this is about, you know, hey, man, this is like diversity, and this is about inclusion, and this is about, you know, that all and equity. This is a situation of equity. No, excuse me. This is about a bunch of thugs that want lawlessness. They want to promote lawlessness, that send young kids out to do their dirty work. And you, you can try to come up with all these gizmos about equity and what this is real. No, excuse me. This is about destruction, illegal activity, criminal behavior, lawlessness, and, and basically you, you want anarchy. So let's showcase it for what it really is. So I think some of you that, that caught that. And they were um, upset about that. But so I just wanted to back up. That was really what motivated me because I I felt like why I got frustrated like many of you. Like, why am I watching this? Why are they just talking? What do you mean just talk to those types of people? Whereas for many of you that follow it, no. I did an interview um, several weeks ago with Black Lives Matter. And what did they say? If President Trump gets reelected, we're going to burn the city down. We're going to burn this state down. The rest of the media, nope, Black Lives Matter is peaceful. Um, Last, um, I went to the Black Lives Matter thing of Roger Williams Park, and Black Lives Matter said that they were going to go after the um, the, um, Back the Blue rally. And and some people were upset about that. But, you know, my, my impression is you put a microphone in front of them, and whatever they say, you say. Uh, there were certain members of the media that started to jump in and defend. Well, what I think they were saying is, since, like, who are you working for, right? Why are you defending? I, and we've had, folks, many of you that follow, and again, good afternoon, it's John DePietro on this um, Wednesday. Many of you that follow the show know that I have uh, kind of butted heads where I do an interview, I post it, and then certain members of the media run interference and say, well, you know, I think what they were saying was, and, and I say, excuse me, why don't, why don't you let them, who are you, like, who are you working for? Are you working for your news outlet? Are you working for, you know, defund the police? Or are you working for the student union, Providence Student Union Group, or the um, anti-police deer group, or, <coughs> excuse me, Black Lives Matter group? Like, what? why are you interpret? well, I think what they meant was, why are you interpreting? If I do an interview, folks, when you think about it, it's kind of comical. I'm doing an interview with someone, and they're saying, uh, blank the police, and if we don't get what we want, we're going to rip down that statue, and we're going to burn down the city, and we're going to riot downtown. And then you have members of the media attacking me, saying, well, 
I think what you said, you know, you shouldn't have heard that. What they meant was they're just frustrated by the lack of equity and the disproportionate. It's like, what? Who, who do you, who's paying you? Are you getting paid by your newspaper, your TV station, or are you being paid by that group? If, if you want to go join that group, go join the group, but stop being a translator. You know, I, st- I speak English. <laughs> I can hear and I can certainly speak. And if I'm doing an interview, but this is also part of the problem. It goes back to the first night of that protest uh, when they had the big crowd downtown. And, you know, that, that uh, firefighter that went on live TV and he was called brave. He was not challenged. He wasn't questioned in any way. His story was allowed to go out untouched verbatim. I was in uniform. I was racially profiled. They put guns on me. Leaving out the most important part of the equation, which is they were looking for an armed suspect. So I still believe that was very unfair to do to the police. Someone said to me, what are you, pro-police? Yes, I am pro-police. Are we not allowed to say that anymore? I am, as a matter of fact. I've got, <coughs> excuse me, it's not COVID, folks. I did get something like that. What are you, pro-police now? See, they're trying to say, folks, do you notice, and again, good afternoon, it's John DePietro. This portion of the program is brought to you by Competition Shooting Supplies. Stop in and see our friend John Francis at Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. You can call him at 727-1716, 727-1716. I remember the phone number. Competition Shooting Supplies. You say to me, one, how can I help you? Visit John Francis at Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket, or call them at 727-1716. We have them on the program. Firearms, Ammunition, Second Amendment Headquarters is Competition Shooting Supplies. Um, someone said to me, what are you, like pro-police? You know, they're trying to turn that into the same narrative that if you are pro-Trump, you're a racist. If you are pro-police, you're a racist. I reject all of it. They have taken the meaning out of those of that word. There was a time where people, oh my God, you don't want to be considered a racist. I mean, thinking as someone that went to Catholic school for 12 years, if someone ever thought, my God, I'm a racist, I'd be mortified to my soul. I would be, it would, it, that's the type of insult that would keep you up at night. Now they throw it around so much. It, it To me, it's lost its meaning. And the same token, you know, you support President Trump, then then that makes you a racist. Now they're trying to say if you support law enforcement. I, I, I refuse. Let me be very clear. I know we have a lot of new time uh, listeners or viewers. Uh, I am voting for the president. I don't care who Biden picks. And by the way, Governor Raimondo is still trying, folks. You got to give her credit. She's still trying um, I didn't see it. I heard she got another television audition, but she's still trying to uh, get on that VP ticket. You know, we don't know. Um, <clears throat> but I um, I support the president. I don't care who Biden picks as the VP. Uh, if Biden wins, we are going down a path that is going to be very different than the America you and I grew up with. Now, I'm not embarrassed to say that I am pro-police. However... You want to talk about embarrassments? Let's talk about yesterday for all of the nation to see. Rhode Island Congressman, did you see him? You didn't? I'll play it for you. Congressman David Cicilline speaking to Attorney General Bill Barr. Can we play it? Do we have that sound? I don't know if we have it. I thought we had it. All right. Can we try to play that? I thought we had a queued up ready to go. Folks, bear with me. Um, it's uh, one, again, Governor Mundo coming up. This situation with the schools is, uh, this is a problem. It, it is definitely a problem for those of you that want to send children back to school because the other side is running a full court press to try to stop anyone from going back to school at all. So, uh, but yesterday, Congressman Cicilline, what an embarrassment. I would never vote for this guy. 
I don't understand many of you that do vote for him. We could do a lot better. We should raise the bar. This is him yesterday. To benefit Donald Trump. Mr. Mueller promptly sent you a letter calling you out for your mischaracterization, and you never corrected it. You then delayed the release of the full report, leaving the American people stewing with your misleading summary in support of President Trump's bogus claims that there was no collusion, no obstruction. You repeat these claims today, that there was no basis for this investigation, and it was politically motivated by calling it the Russiagate scandal. But of course, in December 2019, the Justice Department's own Inspector General, your department's Michael Horowitz, found that the investigation had been initiated properly and without political bias. Isn't that correct? No. It's not correct? That was not Mr. Horowitz's finding? No. He, he, he said you, you are you are wrong, Mr. No, General. That was he found he the investigation that had been initiated properly. He said he found reclaiming no my time without reclaiming my time. In April, reclaiming my time, Mr. Turner. In April of this year, the Republican-led Senate Intelligence Committee unanimously found that Russia interfered with our elections and attempted to undermine American democracy. Correct. And I said so, too. Is it ever appropriate, sir, for the president to solicit or accept foreign assistance in an election? It depends what kind of assistance. Is it ever appropriate for the president or presidential candidate to accept or solicit foreign assistance of any kind in his or her election? No, it's not appropriate. Okay, sorry you had to struggle with that one, Mr. Attorney General. Now let's turn to the The nerve of him. Uh, Americans all across this country have been exercising their First Amendment rights to peacefully protest police brutality against black people. Here we go with the peaceful protest. I listened to you this morning, and we're certainly aware of certain individuals who have engaged in violent acts, and we all agree that's wrong. Oh yeah. missing from your statement. For example, as I'm sure you've also seen, the vast majority of protesters are peaceful. And despite huh. that, unidentified well, federal agents attempted to prevent mothers, veterans, oh, and yeah. peaceful Americans from exercising their First Amendment rights. Teachers. Even using unmarked vehicles to grab protesters off the street and using tear gas ammunitions against them. You forcefully condemned protesters this morning. But let me ask you, sir, why have you not condemned the federal officers you're sending into cities without proper training or attempting to take away the constitutional rights of Americans peacefully protesting? I haven't condemned protesters. Protesters are good. Demonstrations are good. They're part of the First Amendment. So, so let me ask what, you. What I'm condemning is people who commit crime. Yeah, we agree. Do you think it's ever appropriate, Mr. Barr, for officers to use force against peaceful protesters? Yes or no? Not against peaceful protesters. So you also don't mention in your statement today or your testimony that federal officers have even tear-gassed elected representatives. County Commissioner Sharon Myron confirmed firsthand, last night I was tear-gassed by a federal occupying force. I saw throw canisters of poison without warning into a nonviolent crowd, including elders and the vulnerable. And on July 23rd, the mayor, Ted Wheeler, was tear-gassed. He called the tactics of the officers abhorrent. What was he doing there? Elected representatives with grave concerns that officers are using abhorrent tactics, including tear gassing elderly nonviolent Americans. So let me ask you, sir, do you think it's ever appropriate to use tear gas on peaceful protesters? Yes or no? Why do they use it on members of the media? Because uh, it's hard to separate people. Mr. Barr, my question is very specific. Do you think it is ever appropriate to use tear gas on peaceful protesters? They stand with thugs. It's appropriate to use tear gas when it's indicated uh, to disperse. On peaceful protesters? Stop with the peaceful protesters. They're not peaceful. Peaceful protesters. What does that even mean anymore? There's video evidence as well. I'm going to ask you to look at this video. Can we hold the tape right there? Folks, what an absolute embarrassment he is. That is Congressman Cicilline yesterday. Again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Uh, this portion of the program, folks, is brought by Vero Industries. Now, let's just say on this uh, Wednesday that you're realizing that maybe you could use some more cash. Maybe you'd like to be a little liquid. Well, folks, Vero Industries, our friend Leo at Vero Industries, that, can we hold the tape on that? Can we hold the tape on that, please? I'm sorry. If we could just hold the tape on that. Vero Industries, call Leo today at 401-434-8900. 40 years experience buying gold, silver, other precious metals, whether old, broken, or new. 
It's Vero Industries. Silverware, jewelry, serving trays, tea, coffee sets or pieces, watches, half earring pieces, buyer and seller of individual coins and collections. Call Leo and Vero Industries today, 401-434-8900. Now, I'm going to give the number again, and he will come to you. Many people, and I understand it, they don't, maybe you don't want to leave your home with your gold or silver or jewelry. Leo will come to you, 401-434-8900. Vero Industries, 40 years experience buying gold, silver. Call Leo today. Now, they also have locations in both East Providence and Warwick. Vero Industries, and also a buyer and sell of individual coins and collections. Call Leo today, 401-434-8900. It's Vero Industries, 40 years experience buying gold, silver, other precious metals, old, broken, and new, silverware, jewelry, serving trays, tea, coffee sets or pieces, watches, half earring pieces, and also a buyer and seller of individual coins and collections. Call Vero Industries today at 401-434-8900. 401-434-8900. Call Leo at Vero Industries. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by It's My Health. You know, I need to go see Marie and see if she has any uh, type of potion that can uh, improve vision. It's my health. Have you stopped in and seen her? 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585. 305-3585. It's my health. And it's tremendous. It's right in that old white church. If you, uh, so many people want, how can we help? If you want to help me, stop in and say hello to Marie, who's so fantastic, who's a sponsor on the program. And she sells vitamins, herbal remedies, local products, acai berry, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs, teas, and spices. It's my health in Cumberland. Uh, Stop it and see Marie. She also has hemp and CBD products for oral and uh, topical use. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland or call her at 305-3585 305-3585 It's My Health in Cumberland Well folks, good afternoon, it's John DePietro on this Wednesday, Governor Mundo press briefing coming up at 1, those tuning in on Facebook Live, again, I apologize but right now, uh, while I am dealing with a vision situation because I was lasered at the protest on Saturday night uh, for now it is easier for me to attempt to do this uh, because there's terrible sensitivity to light. And um, and that's as much as I want to say about it. I want to just give an explanation as to, you know, why am I sitting here in sunglasses inside with uh, very little light on? It's just easier for me. Can we play? Um, can we play the Jacqueline? Can we play the sound of yesterday, folks? Before the hearing, they told Cicilline and the rest of them, just keep interrupting Barr, incorrupting the attorney general. And just keep saying, I want to reclaim my time. I want to reclaim my time. Be rude, interrupt him, and just keep saying, I want to reclaim my time. Don't give the guy a chance to speak. They're despicable. Uh, and listen to this montage that was um, put together. Uh, this is uh, yesterday at that hearing with Attorney General Barr. Reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time, sir. Reclaiming my time, and I know you don't want to answer. I, I'm not saying uh, that. I reclaim my time. Reclaiming my time. Re- reclaiming my time, Mr. Attorney General. Reclaiming my time. Uh, reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time, Mr. Attorney General. Reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time, Mr. Barr. Okay, reclaiming my time. Excuse me, the time is fine. I'm starting to lose my temper. Excuse me, Mr. Barr, this is my time, and I control it. I can't stand them. Reclaiming my time. Okay, reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time, sir. I will get to that. Reclaiming my time. You answered the question. Mr. Attorney General, reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time. I've waited a long time for you to come here. The time is mine. The time is mine. Attorney General, reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time, sir. Reclaiming my time. I'm surprised at your lack of respect for a member of Congress. Look who's talking. 
Can you imagine lack of respect? Folks, who would support that? Who would support that group? Do you think, as the top law enforcement official in this country, that Americans who show up to peacefully protest should expect to be beaten, pepper sprayed, and have their bones broken by federal officials? Yes or no? I don't think peaceful protesters should should face that. That's correct. And isn't protecting the First Amendment freedom of Americans at least as important as protecting a building from vandalism? I think we fought for. It's not not posed a question. We fought for the right to speak freely, and you are. Attempting to take that away. What's worse, you're doing it for the sole purpose of furthering the president's political agenda and generating footage for Trump campaign commercials. The Justice Department is responsible for. Can we stop the tape the for a minute, folks. That was Cicilline yesterday. What is so obnoxious and um, transparent about that is just the fact that. Do you see the narrative and the pattern that's going on? Is you take the protesters, they put people amongst them that are violent, that throw rocks, that commit act of violence, and then they stand back amongst the group. <coughs> and then if the police take action, people like Cicilline say, how can you take action against peaceful protesters? How can you dare take action against peaceful protesters? Yeah, but the night at the mall, they let a police cruiser on fire and then ran back amongst the peaceful protesters. How do you fire anything? At peaceful protesters. What is America coming to that you're harming these peaceful pro? I mean, it is a narrative that they won't let go of. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show. Now, I want to help you on this Wednesday. I do. And I want to help you save money. And I think we can if you call Scott and Alex at AE Mazika Insurance Services. Folks, Scott and Alex at AE Mazika Insurance Services. Call them 401. 401- Three five three. Hold on. Four oh one. Three five three. I had the number memorized. AE Mazika Insurance Services. Scott and Alex, fifteen twenty nine Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence. Four oh one three five three ninety three hundred. Four oh one. 353-9300. That's it. AE Mazika Insurance Services. Call them for a free consultation. They'll help you to save money on your life insurance, car insurance, home insurance, business insurance. They're licensed in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Florida. And on top of that, this time of year, seasonal, such as a pool or motorcycle or jet skis or an off-road vehicle or an RV, A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Call them 401-353-9300. 353-9300. Located 1529 Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence. It's A.E. Mazika. M-I-Z-I-K-A. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Look for them on Facebook. And they also have a uh, great website that you can also call them. Or, uh, excuse me, log on. A.E. Mazika.com. Now. Uh, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on this Wednesday. <coughs> Excuse me, I apologize. Coming up at 1 o'clock, we are going to carry the Governor Mundo press briefing. And a big focal point of this, of the governor, <coughs> is going to be the situation. Now, a couple of things. Number one, the numbers are ticking up. They keep blaming, well, you know, these people at the beaches and people having parties. Folks, the other night, at that anti-police rally that I attended on Saturday night, they were all locking arms. They were all locking arms to try to have a line that they would not break against the uh, very brave and courageous Providence police. Let's see if Governor Amundo mentions the number of protests and the fact that all these protesters are not practicing social distancing and lock- locking arms. Let's see. If she ends up mentioning that today or continues to just blame people on the Black Island Ferry and, uh, you know, people that are going to see their family and relatives. And let's see if she speaks about about that. The other thing is to watch is and I've been telling you this. There are teachers that they do not want to go back in the classroom and especially teachers in Providence in Central Falls. They do not want to return 
to the classroom. Children need them there. Children learn more. Children learn better. Uh, They do not want to go back into the classroom. So they have a full court press effort. These, uh, this group that has formed, they had the car rally on Monday. And they want to do everything in their power to frighten people. They have fear mongers. They do have allies within the media. They have allies within the media. But they are, this is a full court press on Governor Mundo to try to stop her from reopening the schools. And they're trying to say, and this is, folks, the narrative you have to be careful of. They're trying to say... There's no difference of a child in Burville going back to school or a child in Central Falls. There's no difference of a person from Providence going back to school or a child in Smithfield or Lincoln or Cumberland. Folks, as you know, there's a world of difference. And by the way, last night on uh, NBC 10, (coughs) I'm sorry, folks, I apologize. It's a dry cough. It's not COVID. Governor Mundo did an interview and she said some schools are getting creative and they're even doing tents outside. Thank you. Thank you, Governor. I've been talking about that. I've been preaching about that. Utilize the outside for September, October, even into November. Uh, I bet the kids would like to be outside. Listen, it's not perfect, but it's better than being in the classroom. The virus has trouble inside. The virus does get inside of air conditioning. You are safer and less likely. The virus dissipates if you are outside. If you have people outside... And if the kids, they can take the mask off. If you had a group of pick a grade and they're going to sit in the bleachers and you're going to have a tent over them so they're not hot or you're going to have a tent outside, whatever it may be. And it's better for them to interact and you could talk to them and they could sit spaced out. And it's much better than them trying to be on a Zoom call in their own home. And then they get to see the guidance counselor and many children. That's the way that they get fed. Uh, They depend on the meals for breakfast and lunch. It is shameful, these people that are trying to say there's no difference of a child in Providence or a child in Johnston or a child in Smithfield or a child in Cumberland or where you're wrong. You're wrong. You know, some of those city schools, I agree. It is a problem. They don't have a big outside, but they have some outside. I mean, all those schools I mentioned, especially the high schools, they have a football stadium that they're not going to be using. There's not going to be any football this fall. So whether it's Central or Classical or Hope or Mount Pleasant, Mount Pleasant has a huge outside area. They should transform those areas to outside classrooms and get those kids back. Folks, it's John DePietro on this Wednesday. Governor Mundo, now this is going to be an important briefing. The other thing to watch, if you heard last hour, I was speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. I believe this education commissioner, uh, Infante Green, I think she's out of here. I think she's leaving. I think she's going to take the New York job. I don't blame her, by the way. She is, uh, I respect her, but I think she's going to be gone by the end of the month. Because, folks, as you know, who knows if Governor Raimondo is even, if, if, if Vice President Biden gets elected, at the very least, I would imagine Governor Mundo is going to get some job, high level, maybe not vice president, but somewhere, some kind of a job, maybe maybe a cabinet position, it's possible, uh, something with, uh, with, with commerce or treasury, who knows, maybe, maybe uh, secretary of labor. Um, I don't want to sound like Mr. Potter. Trips to Europe once in a while, George. Uh, no, you know, who knows? Who, who knows what would happen with, uh, with Governor Raimondo? But if you're in Fonte Green, are you going to stick around and then suddenly you're going to deal with Dan McKee? You know, I, I fully believe that Raimondo gave her the full court press pitch and was part of the reason maybe to convince her to come in. But I think if you're a Fonte Green, this becomes a situation of like, hey, listen, I came here to educate, not dance around with these teachers unions. And are we here to fish or cut bait, right? Are we here to educate kids? Are we here to just do negotiations with these union people? Well, I think by now we're getting the answer what that's going to be. No one could have predicted the pandemic. The dynamic has changed. And if you have uh, Governor Cuomo calling you saying New York needs you to come back, she's not turning down that phone call. Folks, the moment you heard UConn wanted Coach Bobby Hurley, 
you 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 knew it, it wasn't a matter of if he was going to take the Yukon job. It was a matter of when he was going to take the the, the the Yukon job. We've seen this in the past. Rick Pitino is a PC, and then the Knicks came calling, right? I mean, it just and it happens. It's not the first time. It's not going to be the last time. Um, you know, many times when you turn down a job, people will say, I'm not saying no, I'm just saying not right now. How many times is she going to say no? The New York job is challenging. Um, I think she just realizes that if Biden wins, Ramundo could be on her way out. So then what are you doing here? You know, um, again, I, that is my, we'll see what plays out. But that's, I, I believe that I think within the next month she's gone. And if her dream job, the education commissioner, is to work in New York and that job is open and you turned it down once, why would they also be coming back to her? If she said absolutely no, why would they why would they they be approaching her unless they heard? I'm not saying no, I'm saying not right now. Governor Amundo says I am fully committed to Rhode Island. And then behind the scenes, she's jockeying with the Biden people to try to be considered to be his vice presidential pick. It's part of the process. I'm not knocking. I'd like to deal in reality. Those of you that are sports fans, you hear about especially college basketball or sometimes in college football. But especially for some reason in college basketball, you get a hot coach and then a job opens. And then next thing you know, boom. They're on their way. You know, you saw it with Coach Cooley at PC. Um, He was going to maybe take the Michigan job. And Providence hustles together. And then they come up with a new deal. And so it just happens. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by West Fountain Auto Body. And I really want to thank West Fountain Auto Body. And I want to appeal to you. Now, listen. If your vehicle is ever damaged, if your vehicle is damaged in an accident... Call West Fountain Auto Body at 401-272-3340. 401-272-3340. West Fountain Auto Body. I have a couple of questions. Were you in an accident? Did someone damage your vehicle? It can happen at any time. It could be you came out of a store and someone hit your vehicle. It could be you were riding along and someone, maybe it was damaged and you never got it fixed. Call Kenny and Patricia at West Fountain. 272-3340. They're located uh, 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They're right behind the Providence Public Safety Complex. Now, I had a different situation, and I've talked about it. The protesters vandalized my car when I was covering one of the protests. They um, broke, they smashed my mirror. I had to get it fixed. They also spray-painted Black Lives Matter on the door. I had to get it repainted. They Kicked the door a little bit and damaged it. What did I do? I called West Fountain Auto Body. Folks, Kenny fixed it. It looks brand new. Brand new mirror, repainted over the Black Lives Matter or whatever they painted. They spray painted FTP, which stands for blank the police. West Fountain Auto Body. 272-3340. That's who I went to. So all I'm saying is I'm not instructing you to go to someone that I didn't go to. My vehicle was damaged. Now, granted, it wasn't in a... A car accident, although they may have backed into it with a car, um, it was it was it was different. I mean, it was damaged at a protest. But the point is, when my vehicle was damaged, I brought it to West Fountain Auto Body, two seven two thirty three forty. Uh, Kenny is just terrific. Four zero one two seven two thirty three forty, located four hundred West Fountain Street in Providence. The original, the best. Since 1927. Now, if you're in an accident, by the way, and it's, listen, it ups- it's very upsetting if you're in an accident. If you're in an accident, number one, you want to call 911 and fill out a police report. And then number two, if you can drive your vehicle, your first phone call is to West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340. If you can't drive your vehicle coming from an accident, it was damaged so badly. When the tow truck shows up, Ask them to bring it to West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence, right behind the Providence Public Safety, Safety Complex. The original, the best. Say hi to Kenny. Say hi to Patricia. It's West Fountain Auto Body. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on this um, 
Wednesday. And again, I apologize. I will not be at the Governor Mundo press briefing, but right now still dealing with a little bit of a uh, vision situation. I uh, And I want to say very limited about it. Uh, but no, it's, you know, someone, yeah, of course it's upsetting. It's disturbing. It's frustrating. Uh, it makes you angry to find out, you know, you were targeted by the protesters in that way with a laser. But folks, we're going to take it one day at a time. Uh, and by the way, you know, police, I want to be very clear. The police did a tremendous job. The police, all law enforcement, say thank you to all law enforcement. They deal with the dregs of society every single day. And we salute them. We appreciate them. Make sure you tell the police thank you. Um, I, uh, I'm, it's very upsetting what's going on in society right now. Where uh, people like Cicilline, Alorza, <coughs> are glorifying criminals. Boy, the media, though, boy, are they partnered up with them or what? They are partnered up that the, the um, you know, the criminals, the protesters are brave. The protesters are, are heroes. The protesters are peaceful. Uh, even though, you know, well, it's just something, you know, maybe they broke some windows and smashed some things. I spoke with um, someone, by the way, that was in a... A store. First of all, if you've ever been in somewhere, let's just say you were in your home and a baseball, when kids would play baseball, if a baseball came crashing through your window, it's actually, you know, kind of like terrifying. You don't just like not blink. You'd be like, oh, my God. Now, picture if they did that to your picture window. Uh, The sound of breaking glass is is not a pleasant sound. And I spoke with a store owner that was in their store the night of the riot with the looters and the rioters uh, outside. And they were inside in the back office with a weapon. But then they had to listen as those dirtbags, they smashed every window these people have. Then they went in and smashed any glass they had in their store. And I spoke with the couple. It's a man and a husband and wife. And they were telling me, she was saying, John, the sound, she said, I can't get that sound out of my, my head. The sound of them smashing all the glass and breaking everything, she said, was absolutely terrifying. They said they felt like they were in a movie because then the smashing of the glass was getting closer and closer. And then eventually they heard a police siren and then the people in the store fled. But they were standing in the back ready to defend themselves. Now, it didn't come to that. But my point is, when people like Mayor Alorza say, well, or the media, well, it was a peaceful protest. There was just like some broken windows. You know, that, that is minimizing what happened. That is giving credence to, it's okay to smash some windows. I'm telling you, this couple told me it was, it was horrifying. It, it was terrifying what was going on. Now, again, coming up next hour, we're going to carry it. Governor Mundo press briefing. I am hoping that we can uh, clear up my situation, folks, and, uh, and I will be back next week at the press briefing. But I also want to play, how about that obnoxious rep uh, congresswoman that was going after uh, uh, Attorney General Barr yesterday? Can we play? I just want to play some of that. Protesters based on Here the we president's go. personal agenda. Here we go. On two separate occasions after President Trump tweeted, liberate Michigan to subvert stay home <clears throat> orders to protect the public health of people in Michigan. Protesters swarmed the Michigan Capitol carrying guns, some with swastikas, Confederate flags, and one even with a dark-haired doll with a noose around its neck. Are you aware that these protesters called for the governor to be lynched, shot, and beheaded? No. You're not aware of that? I was not aware. Major protests in Michigan. You're the attorney general, and you didn't know that the protesters 
called for the governor to be lynched, shot, and beheaded. So obviously you couldn't be concerned about that. Well, there are a lot you, of protests around the United States. And but they didn't do anything. They didn't do anything. They absolutely did not do anything. On June Attorney 1st, General Barr, you seem to the be engaging in protests in certain parts of the country. You're very aware of those. But when protesters with guns and swastikas... But they didn't harm any folks. There's a difference. In Portland, they are actually setting off bombs and explosives. Protesters, but in Michigan, when protesters carry guns... But they didn't shoot at the guns. ...and swastikas and call for the governor of And those people were removed. and shot and lynched. Somehow, you're not aware of that. But Somehow, there, you didn't know about it, so you didn't they didn't send do anything. agents in to do in, to the In Portland, they're trying to cur- kill people and hurt people. Protesters. In fact, you, and didn't, they, you didn't put pepper balls on those protesters. You know, in, 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 as far as in, in, um, in Atlanta, There's they shot and killed that little girl. Mr. Barr, that I think is very important for the country to understand is that there is a real discrepancy in how you react as the attorney general, the top cop in this country. You know, that is completely unfair. It has nothing to do with that. And the people that did show up, the people that did show up. All right, so one idiot did show up with the governor like that, and the protesters threw him out. But the difference is there was no violence in Michigan. That is true. They did show up with guns. That's true. But there was no violence. They didn't shoot the guns. They didn't burn anything. They didn't break any windows. They didn't do anything like that. They just showed up carrying them. There's a major difference. In Atlanta, they took over that Wendy's and then they shot and killed that little eight-year-old girl. Now, I did see when those protests, one idiot showed up. One idiot showed up with uh, a Barbie doll and the noose and so forth. And he was thrown out by the other protesters. All right, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on this Wednesday. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the one o'clock news. And then coming up next hour, we're going to um, carry Governor Mundo's press briefing. Those on Facebook Live, it's a fluid situation. I don't think I'm going to be doing another Facebook Live today. But go to the website, folks. Support the show at the website, DePietro.com, D-E-P-T-R-O.com. You can see some of the postings we've done. You can uh, go in, you can support the show right at the very top. So stay tuned. Um, So we're going to carry, it's going to be important. It's going to be a lot of information. Uh, We're going to have the one o'clock news. I'll be back on the other side. And then the Governor Mundo press briefing is next hour with a lot of information as the numbers are ticking up. And especially for schools. So if you have a child in the schools and businesses, you want to listen. So it's the John DePietro show. A lot more ahead. Again, we're going to break right now. It's one o'clock.